0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to our Right to Life, Faith and Life podcast studio. And by studio, I mean just a room with a couple microphones. We're uh, not quite as sophisticated as some of y'all out there. But um, I'm really excited today to uh, welcome into our studio Brian Cusack. Um, Brian and I met when we were both about 12, (laughs) I think, back in 1985. Um, It was uh, the second uh, Sanctity of Human Life Sunday in United States history. I was a young pastor at a church in Hudsonville, and I heard about Sanctity of Human Life. I wanted to do something special for that. So the most special thing I knew to do was to call Right to Life of Michigan. And um, Brian answered the phone and um, surprised me when he said, I'll come out, I'll come out. So he came to our little country church, and he told us about Sanctity of Human Life Sunday and really lit a fire under so many of us that day for the value of life and being a voice for the voiceless. So it's great. um, Now, these seven years later... (laughs) Long time. Long time. Long 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 time. Yeah. Well, you were young with Right to Life then, weren't uh, you? yeah,
1: you were a young man yourself, and... I jumped at the opportunity, Ken, because even to this very day, there are a few pastors out there that are willing to turn over their pulpit Mm. to a young, in in my case, a young man without credentials. I don't have credentials. I don't have credentials to this very day, and to um, allow me to address your congregation and to lay out. The challenges that we faced back then. So that was a very, very admirable thing that you did, and I remember it. Uh, I mean, even
0: though it was years ago. Yes, it was.
1: 1985.
0: (laughs) You can do the math.
1: (laughs) I don't want to. (laughs) I need a calculator. (laughs) Yeah. Or an abacus. There you go. Anyway, uh, it was um, was a great gesture on your part, and I remember it well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It uh, really set me on a path to the val- understanding the value of life. And um, When you said my name, I realized I didn't tell my name to the listening audience. This is uh, Ken Stultz with Rights Life of Michigan. I'm the Faith Outreach Coordinator here, and it is just my joy to do the Faith and Life broadcasts or podcasts because we're trying to reach pastors and churches and key lay people to uh, get churches to take a position for life and to be public about it Uh, we've got a lot of guys who are pro-life but they're pro-life behind closed doors and not so much out in public and that really explains a lot of why we are where we are today Mm -hmm. and so we want to get that back as we think about sanctity of human life sunday um i reflect back to uh what the old gipper said Uh, president ronald reagan Back in 1984, he was setting up the very first one for um, Sunday in January 1984, uh, and he said this, he said, I call upon the citizens of this blessed land to gather on that day in homes and places of worship to give thanks for the gift of life and to reaffirm our commitment to the dignity of every human being and the sanctity of each human life. He went on to say, we are poorer, not simply for lives not led and contributions not made, but also for the erosion of our sense of the worth and dignity of every individual. To diminish the value of one category of human life is to diminish us all. He had such away with words and he really cut right to the heart of issues and and set them apart so uh, brian if you had to pick one thing that stands out to you from president reagan's proclamation what would it be
1: well when i think about
0: president
1: reagan i am reminded of the fact that once upon a time in his political career he was Mm pro-abortion And he even wrote a short book about it. Now, it's been years since I've read that book. But as I recall, when he was governor in California, he ran and was elected as a pro-abortion candidate and embraced pro-abortion policies. And um, he was free to admit, freely admitted, that that was the biggest mistake biggest Mm -hmm. miscalculation of his entire political career so this is beautifully put but it's not so much what he said but who said it Mm. so this is this is the president of the United States and an individual who is a convert to the pro
0: life movement isn't that so significant
1: oh it is because the the pro-life movement is filled with people who once upon a time thought of themselves as being pro-choice. I don't think anybody ever thinks of themselves as being pro-abortion, but that's really what a lot of people are today. And the movement, one of the most beautiful things about the pro-life movement is that our arms are always wide open Mm. to anyone who will come over uh, to see the light, and to embrace life. And that includes uh, folks that are actually coming out of the abortion industry. Uh, individuals that once upon a time were actually performing abortions. Right. Uh, nurses that assisted. And this date goes back since the beginning of my tenure. Uh, we have worked with many of those folks. And the really neat thing about interacting with someone, uh, I think of someone like Tony Levitino, mm-hmm. Dr. Tony Levitino, mm-hmm. uh, will freely admit that he performed over 1,200 abortions, and has, you know, has now become an outspoken advocate of the unborn. Well, I've been with Tony Levitino. Sh- I don't know how many times we had him all over the state, uh, he's spoken to audiences large and small, and never ever can have I felt that anyone, uh, whether it be one of our activists, one of our local affiliate leaders, uh, affiliate committees, or just rank and file pro-lifers, ever judge, we don't judge, mm.
0: we don't judge we're thrilled when someone realizes the error of their ways and says, I need to value life. Yeah. And you go from
1: from Tony who uh, came on board with the pro-life movement decades ago to most recently like an Abby Johnson Mm -hmm. who at one point in time was running one of the largest if not the largest abortion clinics in these United States. And one day, the shackles fell from her eyes. She saw what we see. She understood abortion for how we understand it. Yes. And she walked out. And she's now spending the rest of her life as a spokesperson for the unborn child. So uh, Ronald Reagan is is in that camp.
0: Yeah, that's so cool.
1: It is very cool. Very cool. It is very cool.
0: Well, Brian, you have dedicated most... I think there was like oh. th- three weeks oh. of your professional life before you <laughs> came to Rightful Life. <laughs> so yes. all of your professional career to being a voice for the voiceless. You could have done something different. You mm-hmm. probably could have made a lot more money. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, I, uh, I graduated with
1: honors from Western Michigan University back in the day, 1981 and um, I took a job with Dow Chemical in the marketing department. I actually moved out to Seattle, Washington, and started what I thought was going to be a Fortune 500 career. Uh, My aspirations at that point in time was to be independently wealthy and fully Mm -hmm. retired by the age of 40 years old. Um, The job I took with Dow was very prestigious, Uh, I became, I went from unknown on the business campus at Western to a rock star. Um, So it was all very heady. And, uh, but between leaving for Seattle and starting the job in Seattle, the young woman I was dating casually became pregnant. Okay. And... Everything changed with one pregnancy test. Mm. Everything can change in a moment's notice. Without notice, I should sure. say. Yeah. Well, there was immense pressure to abort. That's all we heard. Uh, that's all we heard from, and I'm not going to go into detail, but you know, as a smattering of friends, family, uh, the attending physician... Uh, in our case, because Pam was still in school, I had just gotten out of school. We didn't have any money. We didn't have any insurance. We had nothing. We didn't have two dimes to click together. Uh, the attending physician put on the full court press for abortion. Wow. Yeah. It was it was immense. And, uh, again, every my whole world was collapsing around me, and I didn't know what to do. And so... Um, Long story made short, I've already made it a long story, but...
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it's probably too late for that. Yeah, but it's too late. You to go late, ahead.
1: Too late to make a long story short. Um, both Pam and I resisted the temptation to fix our problem in 15 minutes flat. And hmm. we had an offer from the physician at the hospital would absorb all the expense. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this would have been walk-away time in 15 minutes. Sure. Without... No harm, no foul. you... Didn't even have to pay the bill. We resisted uh, that temptation. Uh, God used one individual in particular that he brought into our lives and into our situation. I will leave him unnamed, uh, but I owe him an eternal debt of gratitude. Um, And we resisted the abortion. We both came to Christ as a result, neither one of us were Christians. Um, we got squared around with a counselor, this individual. He literally took me apart limb from limb, and um, then the Lord put me back together again. Yeah. Uh, I came back from Seattle. Again, it's a long story. I came back from Seattle, freshly printed resume, stopped in unannounced to the headquarters of Right to Life in Michigan met with uh, the founder of Right to Life in Michigan, Jane Muldoon, Uh, she was very gracious, opened her office, we sat down, we talked for like an hour and a half. I basically said to her, look, um, my girlfriend's pregnant, we have just endured uh, inordinate amount of bullying to get an abortion, I know what this is, I know what this is about, Um, I, I have a college degree and I would like to, I'd like to help and she said, "Wow." wow. She says, yeah, "Wow." She said, "Wow." Okay. Well, they took a huge risk because I was unemployed. I was living on. I was living in a tenant house on a hog farm. <laughs> that's that's no lie. It was about as big as the room we're in right now, maybe a little bit smaller. I was driving. Pam's sister's car because we didn't have a car so we had no money, we had no car we were living in a tenant house on a hog farm and um, she was pregnant and we were unmarried and I said to Jane Muldoon, I want to help well, she got with Barb Listing, and again, it's a a long story but they took a risk on, on me and they hired me And I was only one of like three or four employees at the time. And um, God just took over from there. I gave him my life. I gave him my time, my energy. I gave him my career. And that was over 42 years ago. And uh, I mean, I, I don't know if anyone can in the United States of America that's raised more money than I have. Now, I don't say that to bring attention to myself or try to hog the glory. The glory belongs to the Lord. But, it's, but it is a case in point that you just never know what's going to happen when you turn a crisis pregnancy over to the Lord. So Pam and I have been married for 42 years. Our former product of conception is 42 years old. We have seven grandkids. And we, we are happily married. And God has used us in a million different ways. Yes. And so when the pro-life movement reaches out with our message of hope and courage uh, to a lost and dying world that thinks they're, you know, to these women that think their only option is to destroy their own child, not only are we rescuing the unborn, which we are, not only are we coming to the rescue of that woman who is facing a crisis of a lifetime but we're also reaching people like me yes just like just like you just like just like you and pam yep yep because i needed rescue as well yeah and we turned over our crisis pregnancy to the lord and look what he has done and you know Ken this was all before we passed more pro-life legislation than any other state in the country yes this is before we closed down like 52 abortion clinics in the state of Michigan this is before we defunded Planned Parenthood on the state level they still get federal dollars but we were able to cut them out of the state budget this is before we reduced minor abortions teen abortions by like 80 percent exactly This is before, you know, we reduced overall abortions by almost 40% in the state. And this was before we saved an estimated and this is a conservative estimate, before we saved 300,000 kids.
0: Yeah, 300,000 kids.
1: 300,000
0: children saved. Which one of those is the most important? The next one. That's right. (laughs) <laughs> I love it when you say that. I love the twinkle in your eye.
1: Well, you know, we, we just completed 41 dinners in 52 days flat. So, can you name a, a, a county or a city, a major city in Michigan? Chances are we just had a chicken dinner there. And we saw just such a great outpouring from the grassroots. Yes. Just people coming out of the woodwork to support the cause. And that's what we told them. Many are disappointed because of the loss of proposal three at the ballot uh, last November. And so we told them, you know, stay the course. Right. We've saved three hundred thousand kids, and we're not done yet. And do you want to know which one of those kids was the most important? You know, and everybody's just looking at us, and we're like, the next one. Right.
0: The yep. next one yep. will be the most important. Yep. One. So we're not backing down. No, we're doubling down. Doubling. We're doubling down. Yes. Indeed. Yes. Has to be. Yes. Has to be. Yes. Um, The uh, opponents, those pro-choice, a.k.a. pro-abortion people, are not letting up, and so we aren't either. In fact, we want to stay one step ahead of them. Yep. Yeah. So we're this side of Dobbs. Roe versus Wade's all over. Um, It's back to the states now. So with Roe being over and Roe really being the reason for Reagan uh, starting, Sancted Human Life Sunday, why do we still need it? Give us just a short answer. (laughs) Short answer, Ken, is that
1: what you're looking for? You've come to the wrong place. All right, we'll just turn
0: this off in a minute.
1: (laughs) Um, Well, we need to engage our faith community. And that is one of the reasons why your job is so very important um, now as I just mentioned I've been around for 42 years we have seen a dramatic shift in our faith community they not have, a good one not a good one they have shifted away from a strong no-nonsense stance for pro-life and they have become uh, very guarded very careful in terms of what they will say from the pulpit uh what their church will engage in even though they have uh, it is amazing Ken and I know you know this but for our listeners a pastor in a church has all there's all kinds of great things that they could do to make an impact in the pro-life movement and they are not they are not taking advantage of that and you know These activities are outlined by campaign finance law in the state of Michigan, by legal precedent in the state of Michigan. We are not asking pastors or churches to do anything that would be outside the bounds of the law that would get them into trouble. Um, But it's, it's disappointing because they won't even exercise the rights that they do have. And so Sanctity of Human Life is one day in the calendar year when we can come alongside pastors, we can encourage them, we can pray for them, um, we can provide resources for them to speak to the issue. And you know, because you've been a pastor, we, we just have the most, utmost respect for pastors of all denominations. Absolutely. And we want to, our heart's desire is to serve them as they endeavor to serve their congregation. And um, so we want to be a blessing. We don't want to be a thorn in their side. We don't want to, we don't want to nag. Um, we don't want to make their job one of the most difficult jobs on the face of the earth already any more difficult. We want, to, we want to be a blessing. And so, Sanctity of Human Life Sunday is one opportunity to do that. And just a moment ago, you, you mentioned kicking off the year. You know, Sanctity of Human Life Sunday is in January. It's a great opportunity to get the year off on, on the right footing. And um, so, we're happy to be a resource, we're happy to be a blessing, we're happy to serve
0: pastors in any capacity that would possibly be. Right. Sanctity of Human Life Sunday officially is January 21 in 2024. Um, but I already know there are churches who for whom that date doesn't work. So they're going to go a week before or a week after. And the truth is, have any day you want. Sure. Just have a day. Sure. Have a day. And Right to Life of Michigan has already invested in Uh, those churches having that day we have a great depth of resources at rtl right to life rtl.org forward slash s-o-h-s-l sanctity of human life sunday did i get those letters in the right well
1: even if you didn't if you simply go to rtl.org come on come on and just look around You'll find
0: yeah, those resources. Yeah. It's super easy. You go under resources, click under faith, and the very first thing is going to pop up. is Sanctity and Humanized Sunday. So yes, sir. It's, yes, sir. Uh, it's, and uh, uh, bulletin inserts, um, materials for Sunday classes, uh, materials for Sunday messages, um, uh, PowerPoint presentations, Facebook posts. Uh, the list just goes on and on of the ways that we have tried to be a blessing to mm-hmm. pastors to to provide them with resources to make standing up for life easier because yeah. it ain't easy it ain't easy but if we and, can and make there's it
1: no, and there's nothing we're going to be able to do to make it easier um and and pastors know this they know when they address a controversial issue yeah. there's going to be dissent in the pews they're going to People are going to stand up and probably walk out. People are going to quit the church. They're going to go look for another, you know, another
0: congregation, etc. cetera. But that's, that's just part, of the, part mean, of the deal. Part of the deal. Part of the deal. I can tell you that when I was in full-time ministry and I was a lead pastor, there were several times people would come to me and say, you've got to stop doing this particular thing. They had different things. Uh, if you don't stop doing this, we're going to stop tithing. And I remember just looking at him and saying, really, Mm. you're going to deliberately move away from blessing to get at me? Mm. Well, no, but we're not going to tithe. There's at least three times I remember specifically. Every time they did that, our offerings went up. (laughs) Every time. God said, I got you. Do the right thing. Take a stand. Do what I've called you to do. I've got you. And I just want to say that to pastors out there, if you're thinking about it, do the right thing. Yep. Take a stand. God has got you. Yep. He knows what you need, and he'll provide. Yep. He just will. He, he well, promises.
1: The, the other thing that I would say uh, to pastors, other than the fact that our heart goes out to you because you've got an incredibly difficult task. Um, you know, I think about how hard it is. I had five little kids at one point running all over my house. I remember how hard it was to keep everybody happy in a you know, a household of seven people, two adults and five kids. I can't imagine a congregation (laughs) with 200, 300, 500, 1,000 or more keeping everybody, you know, it's like herding cats, keeping everybody moving in the same direction and, and trying to keep everybody happy at the same time. So pastors, our heart goes out to you. We want to be a resource to you. But I would also say that people are so hungry for leadership at this juncture, because if you look around, if you look around our country, if you're even paying a little bit of attention to the headlines and to today's news, um, we're spiraling out of control in this country, and it's not just with the the pro-life issue, it's across the board, and our rank and file person in the pew, our average person in the pew, that's why they're sitting there. They're looking to their pastor for leadership. What does the word of God say on this issue yes. or on that issue? Yes. What is yeah. You know, and I, I have, you know, over 42 years I I mean to tell you I have had my fair share of debates with people on a one-to-one basis. Christians. I've had debates with Christians who are consider themselves pro choice, pro abortion and i'm like what where where do you find that where do you find that in the manual for living our manual for living is the bible it is the blueprint for yes. success in god's kingdom and it and you know i would inadvertently i would say during that conversation if you don't like what i'm saying don't blame me i didn't say it god said it and and what we have here ken is A decided lack of a biblical worldview when it comes to life you know the word says I am the Alpha and I am the Omega I am the beginning and I am the end period full stop and so we we've got to we've got to leave it at that we can't get in the middle of that and try to decide for ourselves who's gonna live and who's gonna die and that goes for not only the abortion issue, but the right. end of life issue. Yes, our legislature, our uh, state senate, just introduced a four bill package on assisted suicide. Assisted the the debate on assisted suicide is coming back to Michigan. Doctor Jack is back. Doctor Jack is back. Jack Jack is gone. But the issue is coming back. Right. And when we first debated it, we were like. I think only the second place on the face of the earth where it potentially could be legal to kill yourself well now as I understand I think there's 11 or 12 other states where it's been legalized so it's coming back and we've got to get ready for that I am the Alpha I'm the Omega I'm the beginning and I am the end so anyway we um, our heart goes out to the pastors of all different denominations we want to be a blessing have resources And Sanctity of Human Life Sunday is an opportunity for you to join with your other colleagues and other denominations, the same denomination, the same fellowship, whether they be Catholic or Protestant, it does not matter, Um, and to get into the the abortion issue, get
0: into the life issue. Join us. Join us. Join us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Brian this has been as much fun as I thought it would be <laughs> you can take that anywhere you'd like
1: well, it's, it's been, good to be with you Ken uh, and, and we wish you all the best in your role It's said you have a very very important
0: job if there is pastors elders deacons key lay people out there if I can be of any encouragement to you to your pastor if I can help you understand how to stand for life, what you can do, what you can't do according to the law, Um, if I can even join you in your pulpit and um, help you to uh, proclaim, here's what the word says, I'm here, Uh, just reach out to uh, Ken at Right to Life of Michigan, 616-532-2300, and I would be just honored to help you in any way that I can because we're all about choosing life. Yes.
1: You know, one one closing note, uh, I think, Ken, that a stumbling block for many pastors is the, the, the political overtones to sure. the abortion sure. debate. You know, the whole separation of church and state. We're not going to get into that. But um, pastors should understand and realize that Abortion is not a political issue. Abortion is a deeply spiritual issue that simply has political overtones. Um, We are are not intending, there is no plan of action to try to drag pastors into territory where they don't belong, into the political sphere. No. Um, And they should understand that we have an entity within the family of Right to Life of Michigan, uh, our educational fund, that has the exact same tax status as their church does. And they are fully uh, within their, um, it, it is a wide open opportunity for them to support the cause through our educational fund And it's like 1501C4 giving to C3, C3, excuse me. C3 giving to another C3. Uh, And we promise. We promise not to use those funds in any other manner, but to educate and to get out there and offer concrete
0: resources to people that are in crisis. Yes. Last year, we invested 93% of what people gave us in education. We are primarily about education and resourcing. You've we are. really are. Yes, we so. yes, are. I love you, my brother. It's been great to be together. Let's do this again sometime. Okay. All right. Tomorrow? Uh, I've got time tomorrow. Uh, let me get back to you on that. <laughs> Thank you, Ken. Double Absolutely. bye Bye-bye. <laughs>